Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound Kitchen. Mm, yummy. And Susanna Wexby is cooking. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 23rd of July, the 204th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. There are 161 days until the end of 2022. Did you see the fireworks on Bastille Day, the 14th of July, at the Eiffel Tower, as every year? I hope you could see it wherever you are. If you did, it was pretty great, wasn't it? There were a few I'd never seen before when straight lines shot out from our glorious Iron Maiden. I really liked those because they made me think of transmitter towers. And then they somehow made the tower sway back and forth like a woman swaying to music. I love fireworks, do you? I saw the coolest movie this week, a Bhutanese film about a teacher who is sent as punishment to Lunana, the remotest village in Bhutan, perhaps in the world, to teach the villagers children. He's resentful at first, but ultimately falls in love with the students and the villagers and the yaks, of which there is one in the schoolroom. It was charming. It's called Lunana, a yak in the classroom, and it's based on a true story, and it was filmed in Lunana itself, and many of the villagers are featured in the film playing themselves, especially the children who are so adorable you fall in love with them too. It could easily have fallen into a Hollywood cliché, but thank goodness it's a Bhutanese film and did not. If you can see it, you should. Hey, 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 Stop, sit, relax, listen. This is the Sound Kitchen. You know what that means. It's time for the quiz. On the 4th of June, I asked you a question about France's Moliere Theatre Awards. You were to write in with the answer to these two questions. What are the names of the couple who won the prizes for visual and sound creation and for which play? And what is the name of the couple's current hit at the Comédie Française playing to sold-out houses? The answer is Christian Heck and Valérie Le Sort are the names of the husband and wife team who won the visual and sound creation prizes for their version of Gulliver's Travels. The name of the sold-out play at the Comédie Française that the couple directed and designed is Molière's Bourgeois Gentilhomme. In addition to the quiz question, there was the bonus question. Where is the most embarrassing place you fell asleep? Lots of great answers, which I'll read to you a bit later on the Listener's Corner. So don't touch that dial. The winners of this week's quiz are... RFI Club member Muhammad Nasir from Katsina State, Nigeria. 
Muhammad fell asleep during a big business meeting. Not cool. And this is what he wrote. The most embarrassing place I fell asleep was during an official meeting with different high-level stakeholders. Oops. Did you get caught, Muhammad? The other winners this week are RFI Listeners Club members Sakawat Hossein from Silhet, Bangladesh, and Riaz Ahmad Khan from Sheikhapura City, Pakistan. Last but not least, RFI English listeners Ashik Ekbal Tokan from Rajshahi, Bangladesh, and Sarwar Jahan from Kishorganj, also in Bangladesh. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. The Maison de l'Amérique Latin in Paris, a cultural space dedicated to arts from Latin America, has a very interesting exhibit up right now, to which RFI English journalist Isabelle Martinetti went so she could tell you all about it. Called Escaping Slavery, the Art of Breaking One's Chains, introduces us, as Isabel wrote, to the history and artistic work of the Bouchonnens, descendants of African slaves who escaped the Dutch plantations in Suriname, South America, and fled to French Guiana. End quote. Also called the Maroons, the runaway slaves developed communities in the Amazon rainforest nearby and created a new language. To be pedantic, it is actually called a Creole, not a language, as it is a mix of existing languages, four to be exact. And there's your question or questions. What is the name of the language developed by the escaped slaves in French Guiana? And on which four languages is it based? Again, reread and watch Isabella Martinetti's video, Escaping Slavery, the Art of Breaking One's Change, and answer these two questions. What is the name of the Creole which the escaped slaves developed? And on which four languages did they base it? To help you with the answer, you can find Isabel's article on the Sound Kitchen page on our website, rfienglish.com. It's also on the Sound Kitchen and the club's Facebook pages. If you've been listening to the Sound Kitchen for the past month, you know there's now a bonus question every week. If, in addition to your answer to the week's quiz question, you take the time to answer an additional question you'll be eligible for an extra gift. This week's bonus question is, what is your dream day off from work or school? Again, answer the bonus question, what is your dream day off from work or school? Along with the week's regular quiz question, and you'll be eligible for an extra gift. You have until the 5th of September to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 10th of September to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. 
You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. That's plus three three six three one one two nine six eight two. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number. Hello from Abuja, Nigeria. Time for the Listener's Corner, where you'll hear your fellow listeners' answers to the weekly bonus question. This week's was, where is the most embarrassing place you fell asleep? For Shadman Hosen Ayon, it was during class... He wrote, it was a math class and I was tired from studying the night before, so I fell asleep halfway through the class. Our teacher took a photo when I fell asleep and I woke up to hear the students laughing. Then my teacher showed me the picture and everyone laughed. I was really embarrassed. Sorry, Shadman. Father Stephen Wara wrote this. When driving, which actually made the car a brand new Mitsubishi pickup totter and land down on its side. But thank God, no further somersaults, no injuries to any one of us five traveling companions. What a miracle of God's protection by through the intercession of St. Christopher, holy patron of travelers and drivers. God is good. Glad to hear everyone was okay, Father Steve. Two other listeners also had embarrassing sleep moments while traveling. Sajad Hussein said he was most embarrassed when he fell asleep on the bus, and Mohammed Likon when he fell asleep during an airline flight. For Saleh Likon, it was when he fell asleep at the library. Well, I hope you snored quietly. And another quiet place easy to fall asleep in is a prayer room, where Shahanaj Parvin did just that. You must have been deep into your prayerful meditation, Shahanaj, and very relaxed. Mohammed Aksan fell asleep in a nightclub. How in the world did you do that? With all that boom, boom, boom music blaring and deafening decibels. Yemi Sande John Touré and Tatia Sale both had the same place. As the French say, there where the king goes alone. I think you understand, don't you? Yep, that place you don't share. I have a girlfriend who does that fairly regularly. When she's at my house and I know she's been gone from the table a bit too long, I go get her and put her in my bed. There's only one where the king goes alone in my apartment, and I figure it's better if it's me that moves her rather than another guest. Okay, this one I found the weirdest. Rahan Ali said he fell asleep standing up. How did you do that? Did you fall down or just stay standing and sleeping? What a talent, Rahan. 
By far, most people noted the most embarrassing place they fell asleep was at work. For Samhir Mukhopadhyay, he had just recovered, or not really recovered, in fact, from a bout with COVID. He wrote that he was at an important state-level meeting when he fell asleep, still weak from COVID. The big boss, a commissioner, woke him up and demanded an explanation. When he said he was still weak from fighting COVID, he was on the spot given 15 days rest. As Samia wrote, it was really an awkward and embarrassing situation. However, I will remember the generosity of the excise commissioner who saved me from the embarrassing situation on that day. I had COVID this past April while on vacation, thank you. But this was after the vaccination came and as I'm both vaccinated and boosted, it wasn't that bad. But I was tired for about two weeks after I tested negative. All okay now, Samir? Both Radhakrishna Pillai and Saidul Islam also fell asleep during office hours, and so did Bernard Egbe, who was supposed to be supervising the overnight crew preparing a shopping mall for the next day. He wrote that he thought he was drinking fruit juice, but in fact, it was a very strong alcoholic drink that knocked him right out. And what a surprise, none of the staff tried to wake him up. Did they get their work done? hope so, Bernard. I promised to tell mine. About 40 years ago, at the very beginning of my radio career, I would fill in for my friend Lewis Harrison on his overnight show on KUT, the national public radio affiliate in my hometown, Austin, Texas. It was a music show and I could play anything I wanted from opera to Jimi Hendrix. I worked from 12 midnight to 6 a.m., at this particular time, the phones in the studio were broken. They didn't ring, they only blinked. So you'd see the phone blinking and you'd answer. Note I said you would see the phone blinking. Yes, you would see if your eyes were open. I was especially sleepy one night and I said, I'll just lie down for a minute and rest. I put on an opera. It was an LP, a 33. There weren't CDs yet. LP sides are about 18 minutes long or so. Well, Susan slept far longer than 18 minutes, and the needle ate the paper. You know, shh, 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 for heaven knows how long. Listeners were frantically calling, either annoyed or worried. It went on so long, the shh, 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 Someone called the police, and that's who woke me up. I sat behind the mic for a few minutes with my hand over my mouth in absolute horror. In the U.S., to go on the air, you must be licensed by the federal government, and for such folly, I could easily have lost my license and my career. Because even then, as a university student, I already knew radio was what I wanted to do. Anyway, I made my excuses to the listeners. I did not go back to sleep, obviously. I went home at 6 a.m., but I knew I had to be the one to tell my boss. So I waited until she got to work and called immediately. Lovely Leo. She's gone now. Guess what she did? She laughed. 
I can tell you this was one relieved disc jockey, as we used to call ourselves at radio stations, not in nightclubs, but I sure never fell asleep at a radio station ever, ever again. This is a sound kitchen <laughs> where you never know what you'll be served. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen, and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many thanks to Victor Uhl for mixing the show, and thanks to you for listening. I won't be with you next week, but I've left a tasty dish for you on the stove, a replay of past and present RFI English journalists' favorite music. It's yummy, so be sure and tune in. I'll be back with the quiz on the 6th of August. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. A little reminder, I've never figured out how to post the shows from my telephone onto Facebook. So when I'm out of town, the shows won't be on Facebook, but as you know, They are first on our website, rfienglish.com. The show is usually on the front page by noon Paris time. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And stay safe, my friends. I'll play you out with a jazz artist Erwan just introduced me to, a country woman of mine who I'd never heard of, shame on me. Her name is Mary Lou Williams. She was born in 1910 and lived until 1981 and was a very important figure on the jazz scene when the transition from classical jazz to bebop started in the 1940s. She was not only a pianist, but a composer and arranger and wrote and arranged for Duke Ellington and Benny Goodman. She was a friend, mentor, and teacher to such jazz greats as Thelonious Monk, Charlie Parker, Miles Davis, Tad Dameron, Bud Powell, and Dizzy Gillespie. When you hear them, you are hearing Mary Lou Williams' influence. I'll play you out with her arrangement of George Gershwin's The Man I Love. Enjoy. And thanks to Erwan for the introduction to this wonderful jazz musician.